Thank you for joining us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. I'm host Carrie Freeman coming to you from Atlanta in July of 2020. And today we're going to be talking about trophy hunting and the large role the United States plays in supporting this unnecessary killing internationally. We'll also discuss myths about this hunting practice and current efforts by Born Free USA to end the import of animal bodies as trophies. There's a petition at their website, bornfreeusa.org. To tell us about this is my guest, Angela Grimes, the CEO of Born Free USA, uh, which is a nonprofit advocacy organization. And their website says, we work tirelessly to ensure that all wild animals, whether living in captivity or in the wild, are treated with compassion and respect. We work across the world to preserve and protect wildlife and its natural habitat, finding compassionate conservation solutions so that humans and wildlife can coexist peacefully. Born Free also operates the largest primate sanctuary in the U.S. that provides a safe and permanent home to approximately 475 monkeys, many rescued from abuse in roadside zoos or as pets or retired from research labs. The Born Free charity started back in the 1980s by the British actors that, started, that starred in the movie Born Free about the rehabilitation of a lioness named Elsa back into the wild. Their hashtag is Keep Wildlife in the Wild. Joining us is Angela Grimes, the organization's CEO. Angela joined Born Free USA in 2010 and first served as Director of Development and Operations. Prior to this, she was Executive Director of Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation, a sanctuary and rescue center. And she also has served as Chorus and Operations Manager for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Angela has volunteered on the boards of many nonprofits and currently serves on the National Board of Directors for Earthshare, a federation of leading environmental organizations. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, Carrie. It's great to talk to you. Well, let's begin by having you define what trophy hunting is, like in comparison to other types of human hunting of wild or, or free roaming animals. Yes, trophy hunting is simply killing animals for sport, for fun. Um, unlike, uh, say, someone who may go out and, and hunt a deer, bring that home, put him, you know, butcher him, put him in the freezer to eat. This, is, this has absolutely no value other than for vanity and for machismo in certain cases, and to bring that animal's head, hide, or parts back home with you to display. It is, it is senseless killing for fun. And, and the other hand of that is that it serves no conservation value. Uh, that is one of the myths that, that we're trying to debunk, that trophy hunting serves as a a way of protecting species and, and improving populations, but it simply does not. Right. Now, who are the primary people engaging in trophy hunting of wildlife and like, and where are they going to, to kill animals? This happens all over the world. I think the area that we think of most commonly is Africa. The trophy hunting photos that you may see circulating the internet of, of people who have killed elephants, rhinos, 
lions, uh, kind of the, the big buffalo, the big iconic species, the big five. Um, and those are the ones that are, you know, have the most cachet, I, I guess, in the minds of the trophy hunters. They're coming from Europe, from the US, from, from all over the world, really, to, to kill these animals. But it's not simply happening in Africa. There are you know, large numbers of trophies that are imported just into the U.S. from Canada and and predominantly, you know, say, uh, well, American black bears are in the top two numbers of species that are imported into the U.S. according to an HSUS report. Wow. So it's a lot of times it's people from the United States traveling overseas uh, and then shooting animals that they think will look great in their office or their homes or something. Um, and then they have to import them back into the United States, right? Correct. So there's the process of getting the permission, if required, by the, the country, uh, hiring your outfitter uh, to, to handle the actual killing. But then to be able to bring that animal back into the U.S., you have to have a permit from Fish and Wildlife Service. Okay, and that's a, a U.S. federal agency. That Correct. Because some Correct. Um, we don't regulate what people do overseas, but we can regulate what they bring back into the country. Right, and I, I, I think that the um, some of President Trump's kids, his sons, are into trophy hunting. Is that right? Uh, yes, we have seen photos of his his sons uh, participating in that, and I think even just recently another story came out, uh, I believe, about Donald Trump Jr. Right, so that indicates that our current administration is, um, you know, in support of this, unfortunately. Well, who are the primary victims? Like, which types of species are the ones that are uh, getting killed? The highest number of species might be surprising. They are the Nile crocodile, yeah. American black bear, uh, and then you get into the other the other three of the top five are ones that you would suspect: elephants, hippos, and zebras. Uh, but there are any number of species that that are killed. Those are just the top five numbers of of trophies who are imported back into the United States. And are some of these animals endangered species? Because that seems like you wouldn't be able to kill an endangered species. Some of these animals are endangered species. Uh, in fact, there are, uh, there's a report out for the CITES listed species who have some form of protection under the CITES agreement. From 2008 to 2017, there were more than 120,000 of those species imported into the U.S. And to get back to something you mentioned earlier, that 120,000 coming into the U.S. is more than the other nine highest combined countries. Wow. So we're really, we in the United States are really driving this trade in um, trophy animal bodies, I guess. We are absolutely uh, driving it to, to a great extent. And this is why Born Free is, call, is, is trying to raise attention to this. This isn't a foreign problem. This is something that Americans can, are contributing to, but yes. they also have the power to make significant change. And as, as the show progresses, we're going to talk about different ways that you're working on that at Born Free and different ways that people can help. But 
first I want to just get into some of the, the myths about it. Cause I, I feel like this kind of unnecessary murder of sentient beings sounds like an indefensible practice yet trophy hunters have to find a way to defend it besides just saying, Hey, we, we think it's fun. So they say, Oh, either number one, it helps wildlife conservation or number two, it helps the local human communities economically. So what is your retort to that as a wildlife protection organization to those two claims? Like, let's start with the one where they say, oh, it helps conservation. Those are two, absolutely, the the top two myths and claims by proponents of trophy hunting. Uh, The first one that trophy hunting benefits conservation. It simply does not. It is sport hunting. It is hunting for fun. Uh, I would like to say I don't think anyone who is going over to pay $50,000 to kill an elephant is doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They are doing it to bring back $50,000 and donate it to an actual elephant organization. Absolutely. And the problems with this, this bears out in the facts. Uh, The trophy hunters, they're targeting the most desirable traits in those animals. So say in lions, that would be the the biggest mane or the darkest mane. Yeah. Uh, the, in, in elephants that, you know, those are the longest, strongest t- trunks. So when you take one of those animals, often can be say the head of uh, a pride uh, in an elephant uh, that can be the elder who is really controlling all the young bachelors of his his group. Um, you take them out. Not only are you causing civil unrest in the you know social unrest in the within the pride of of, of lions where you pull out a a lead male. The other males in that will kill cubs to uh, and harm each other, kill each other to try to assume dominance then of, of that pride because there's a vacancy. When you take out the, you know, the large male elephant, you, you then can have, um, you know, results of say these, these young bachelors who are no longer controlled, they may rampage, they may cause other harm, which now I'm kind of getting, getting off into uh, more uh, of the, the social issues there, but we, you know, the, the other thing is that when you're taking out these animals with these, you know, these strong trunks, these, these highly desirable traits, you are removing them from the genetic line. Mm. So this can actually weaken populations. It does not strengthen populations. Right. Cause they're like, if you're, if you're in it for trophy hunting, you're in it because you want that some magnificent, magnificent specimen. And so, but that quote unquote, magnificent specimen, specimen is, is a member of a community and maybe a leader of the community and an elder with wisdom and stuff. And so then it, he or she is, is going to be um, missed in that social unit. Um, and like you say, their traits are not going to be passed on. So it doesn't help to target those. Cause normally like when, when lions or other animals do they're hunting, they tend to go for the weaker or the sicker animals because that's easier to catch. And then, you know, you're trying to survive. Um, so that kind of goes against normal natural hunting operations to always take down the biggest and the strongest. Absolutely. Right. Now, what about their claim like, oh, well, we go over there and it might be a impoverished human community and, you know, we're providing jobs and stuff like that. That's that's absolutely another one of the myths. Uh, 
the one of the the things that trophy hunters likes to claim is that you know they're spending this these great amount of money it's all going into the communities it's benefiting people who are perhaps living in poverty uh in need uh so if we we debunk that with with a few statistics if you don't mind yeah L less than three percent of the money spent on trophy hunting actually goes to the communities. The rest of that is going to the outfitter. It could be going to the owners of that outfitting company overseas. It is not staying with, not even within the country uh, many times, but certainly not within the local communities and benefiting those people. Uh, one of the other, the other myths is that this is a this is trophy hunting and sport hunting contributes to the the country's gdp it is less than 0.03% so 3 one hundredths of a percent of a country's gdp so it is not a major economic factor either to the country or to local communities and jobs reports have indicated that in a in a similar area that would have either trophy hunting or ecotourism, there are 39 times the number of jobs created by ecotourism. And not only the jobs, but the potential value of an animal. So say that that person, as I mentioned before, comes over, pays $40,000, $50,000 to kill an elephant. That's a one-time fee. Mm -hmm. That same elephant has an estimated value of $1.6 million over her lifetime Whoa. in photo and ecotourism. Right. So somebody just taking out um, an animal also takes that animal away, not only from his or her own family members, but also from the whole ecosystem and like all that um, a lot of tourists pay to come and, and enjoy and experience as a, a special moment. Um, and also that the local people rely on that ecosystem as well, functioning in a proper way. Right. That one-time kill is a, a one-time payment. It's not sustainable right. either to the populations or to the community. Letting these animals live, that is a long-term sustainable solution that far, far greatly benefits both the wildlife populations and the communities around them. Yeah. And you said the number was like only 3% of what's being spent on trophy hunting tends to end up in that local community, which might be an indigenous community or an impoverished community around the, the site where the hunt happens. That's a really low number. That is a very low number for, for someone coming in and removing very precious natural resources that can benefit the, you know, not only the community in an economic value, but in a, you know, in a higher level of value of these are, these are the creatures, this is who we share our land with. Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us on Radio Free Georgia, this is In Tune to Nature, and I'm host Carrie Freeman interviewing Angela Grimes, CEO at Born Free USA, a wildlife advocacy organization. Their website is bornfreeusa.org, hashtag keep wildlife in the wild. Angela, what do you propose at Born Free USA as a way to curb the large role of the United States in the practice of trophy hunting worldwide? What's needed to curb the, the U.S. role in trophy hunting and the deaths of these so many animals is to, is to create federal laws and policies that restrict the import of these trophies back into the United States. 
uh, I believe far fewer people would spend that money to go over and kill that animal if they weren't able to then bring them back in and display them, you know, in their homes or offices. Right. So to do that, we are working on a federal bill, the Cecil Act, uh, which is named after Cecil the lion, who was, right. yes, was I killed. Him. Yeah. Yes. And his, his death really outraged the world. Um, and, and it's because he had a name, people knew him, but what we always remember at Born Free is that all of the, the nameless ones, there are so many more that deserve our protection. So the Cecil Act would uh, prohibit the, the import and export of endangered and threatened species that are proposed to be li to listed on the Endangered Species Act. Uh, it would also restrict the import of sport hunted trophies of endangered and threatened species. And this is a really big step. Yeah. But the, 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 you know, and, and that is a very good step towards, towards limiting and, and restricting this practice, but there are still loopholes because a person can apply for a permit, even for an endangered or threatened species, which do have protections, but they can apply for a permit if they can prove that killing that animal has conservation value. Mm. Now the, you know, we would say there, there's a faulty premise there because trophy hunting simply doesn't have any conservation value. Uh, and that is why that we are looking to, to really just end these loopholes and, you know, end the entire permitting process so that it simply is not allowed and that there cannot be a claim of conservation value that might allow somebody to, uh, to obtain that permit. Because the permits are a way to get around the endangered species rule by saying, oh, well, I know it's an endangered species, but this is going to help the whole population or something. That's um, correct. And so, and, but that really can't be proven and it's just kind of a loophole. Yes. Um, and so you you have a petition, I understand, that you're trying to show if there's a lot of support um, from U.S. citizens about closing this petition loophole, right? That's correct. There is a big disparity between the public opinion on trophy hunting and the fact that it occurs. It is predominantly supported, uh, a ban on trophy hunting is predominantly supported by the U.S. population. We have a petition, petition on our site, bornfreeusa.org, and we're gathering signatures to demonstrate this support for a ban on all imports uh, re and not allowing any permitting of them into the United States. So we really urge people to sign their name to this and, and gather, gather this widespread um, you know, demonstration and support across the U.S. And um, back to the, the Cecil Act. So that's, um, that's something I wrote down what it stands for, conserving <laughs> ecosystems by ceasing the importation of large Animal Trophies Act, Cecil Act, uh, named for the lion. So it's it's in that there's it's in the House of Representatives right now. Does it need more congressional supporters? And then it would have uh, it, to go to the the Senate also whenever they decide to vote on it. Uh, yes, it still would. It it has been introduced into the House. So I would urge anyone to contact their representative in the House to let them know that they support 
the, the passage of it. Uh, it does need to move through the process there. And then of course it would have to, to go to the Senate as well. So right now, uh, the best thing to do on the CECIL Act is to just speak up as, as the constituent to your representative to say you support the CECIL Act and you want them to work to pass it. Okay. Um, and that's kind of gets to my next question. If, if any listeners are interested in getting involved with efforts to stop trophy hunting, um, in addition to what you just suggested um, with them asking their Congress people about supporting the Cecil Act, what are some other actions that you would recommend? I would recommend that somebody go to bornfreeusa.org, our website. There are a number of resources there to read, to learn these facts, and to help spread the word, to know that when you hear somebody say, well, that, that trophy benefited the local community, they got food, they got infrastructure, that you have the facts behind you to help, you know, to help dispel these myths, you know, and join us in busting the myths that are out there. Um, you know, in favor of this, this blood sport. Right. It is so sad whenever I see somebody's head on the wall of any place or a body part, a bear's head, a deer's head, um, anything like that. Just the fact, um, yeah, just seeing them displayed like that and knowing they were someone and now they've been reduced to just some kind of um, spectacle uh, is really belittling to all of their kind. So I really appreciate what, what you're doing there. Um, well, that's the end of our show, but I want to thank you, Angela, for being with us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. We appreciate the unique work that you do at Born Free USA to promote compassionate conservation and, as your hashtag says, to keep wildlife in the wild. So take care. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carrie. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to In Tune to Nature, broadcasting every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, online at wrfg.org and on Atlanta radio station 89.3 FM. We post action items, news, and podcasts on the show's website, facebook.com slash Nature. Like, I'll put that petition there that Angela was talking about for the Fish and Wildlife Service. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of Radio Free Georgia. I'm host Carrie Freeman asking you to please support independent non-commercial media like Radio Free Georgia. Thank you and remember to take care of yourself and others, including other species.